Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. It means it is another episode of Unfiltered, episode number 29, the deadline day aftermath. Hopefully, you are joining. Let me give you the math on the ways to get involved. At Casey Stern on Twitter. Jump in. Got not one, but two YouTube channels for you. Got all the different videos if you've missed. Interviews with guys like Dusty Baker and Todd Frazier and Matt Holiday, among others. We've got top ten lists, all-time lists, all-time fun, and great stories. Hopefully, you're enjoying it. And thank you for helping tell our story, Unfiltered Band. I want to get into today just some reaction from the deadline. And I want to also level with some people. And I'm going to start with that, all right? Purposely wore the colors today to start with that. Let's get right into it, all right? Posted a video yesterday getting on people with eight hours to go, teaching Mets Twitter how to tell time, right? Eight hours later after, and I'll get into it, disappointing deadline for the Mets and the Met fans, right? And you can't say, terrible, it was so bad. Because, and I know they lost yesterday, by the way, Jacob deGrom in bubble wrap. Otherwise, you could have wrapped that game up most likely in the later innings, right? I had 28 games over 500 going into that game with a three and a half game lead in the division and won seven in a row and had swept the Subway Series and all the different humps that every Met fan had wanted them to go ahead and jump. Could have beaten the Yankees twice, including doing it once when after the Yankees bounced back and winning it late on the Marte walk-off, including, including the two-week span before the All-Star break where the Mets hadn't hit at all, and every Met fan on Met Twitter was crying and dying, and oh my God, I can't believe it, the season's over, we're terrible, we stink, we suck. And then the offense got hot again, and it has been really since. Lindor on fire, Marte the same, Alonzo across the board, Brandon Nimmo has picked up the offense, Escobar had some nice moments, McNeil has been better and picked it back up, all those things, right? Sugar been brilliant. Scherzer been brilliant since he returned. Well, what are we going to do? Max isn't going to be No, he's healthy again. He's good. Well, what if Jake doesn't come back? He came back. He looked good. Here's the problem. When I get all of these, and let me tell you something. When I get egg on the face, I'll be the first one. I'll throw egg on myself if you don't know me. I'll always stand there and throw egg on myself, all right? I've made so many stupid mistakes in terms of, in some of my life choices, right? I'm the first one to acknowledge and put egg on myself when it's necessary. But I get incredibly pissed off when it's not deserved. I said that in a previous podcast, in the list when I was talking to LifePod about pet peeves. It is, if you ever see me get real animate, whether sports or not, and I'm fighting at something and I'm saying, no, 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 you don't get it because this is really what happened. It means I'm telling you the truth. That's some, that's some life stuff from me. If I get that animate... You're wrong, because I'm the first guy to turn around and admit, because we're all fallible, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with admitting mistakes or guilt. And I feel Jewish guilt like times 100,000, even in sports. I mean, I, I screwed that up. Well, I ron- wandered Manhattan, as I said in a previous pod, and I did, for hours after I got caught with a hot mic in the playoffs. I felt worse than anybody else did, trust me. But if I get animate, you're wrong. Believe it. Eight hours to go before a deadline. The reason I'm telling people how to tell time for some of you dopes on Mets Twitter is because 
And at the time, we don't know how the deadline's gonna go. Soto wasn't even moved yet. You, to be a fan of a team, any team, especially a team at the time 28 games over, with DeGrom starting that night, Scherzer another performance the night before, the Subway Series, everything they've done as of late, everything you've dealt with as a Met fan over the years, and comparatively, really going back to Cohen owning the team and Lindor signing and all of this, how it's so different than it's ever been, right? No more coupons, okay? Owning the team, and shout out and credit to Steve Summers. To be angry about anything, you're a moron. Sorry, I don't know you. You're a moron. Whoever, all those idiots. Got one guy who changed his Twitter account handle to, you know, I hate Billy Epler. Like, honestly, hate yourself. Like, what are you, an idiot? Like, if you feel that strongly about a GM over a deadline, for really any team, I don't care if it's Rick Hahn or whoever, but for a team who's 28 games over 500, you're an idiot and you really need some serious help. Get your arms out of the medicine cabinet, people. Seriously. It's sports. Get a grip. What matters are things like life. Did we not learn that again with the sad passing of Vin Scully? And I'll get back into that and I want to in this pod too. And for those who didn't see, I put a video on Twitter last night about some of my thoughts right after it came out. The point of this is, for some of these dopes who like, oh, that didn't age well. Really? So you think it didn't age well that eight hours before a deadline, I, should be, I, I shouldn't tell fans that going crazy is crazy? Because the Padres hadn't gotten Soto yet. That wasn't done then. You know how many moves were made after that? Over 25. Should we take them all off the board? It's never wrong when you get eight out. It's like saying the season's over when it's not over. The Met fans on Twitter, some of you, had the season over a month and a half ago. Well, you're an idiot. Sorry. The worst part about this fan base, and I want to get into that. Deadline was disappointing. How do you not get a lefty reliever? I have no idea. I have no idea. They didn't need to. Look, people need to understand this. Listen to me, okay? The Mets did not have to do what the Padres had to do because they're better than they are. They didn't have to do what the Braves have to do because they're better than they are. Or were as constructed. The Braves knew they, yeah, the Duvall injury, got to get Grossman. I got to get better in the bullpen. I got to do this. Will Smith, is it working? Let's take a shot and do a challenge deal and try Odo, Odo Rizzi. You, you had to do that, right? Did, how active were the Dodgers? Did they run around making moves? They know how good they are. They didn't need Soto. And they got used by the Nationals and a great job by Mike Rizzo, which I explained plenty yesterday, of roping them back in and scaring the heck out of the Padres enough to just push a little further into their prospect pool for that deal. But when you're not as far away from the finish line, you don't need as big of a push to get there. Do you not understand that? Are you really that dense? Where the Mets screwed up yesterday wasn't because they didn't get Wilson Contreras. I wanted him. I wanted him too. It's a rental. I don't know what they were asking for. I wanted him too. That's not where they screwed up. Where they screwed up wasn't doing more than a platoon of a rough and uh, a, a vogie. All right? And by the way, for people who hate moves like that, you know what's funny? The San Francisco Giants won three World Series in a six-year span, and the only reason they wouldn't have won more is because it is really hard, especially with innings totals, in this sport the last 20, 30 years, to try and do it back-to-back. It's hard in general. The schedule, the way it starts the next year, all the offseason is short. There's a million things that go on, right? You know, from Game 7 mentality to this doesn't mean anything, and I just had a parade, and maybe you rest on the laurels, all that stuff pays in. 
They got three World Series in six years, people. All right? Do you know the deadline moves they made? Go look. Now, they were smart. They weren't big. Marco Scudero, Cody Ross off waivers. Javier Lopez, the left-hander. Mets could use him. Right? Or a version of him. And by the way, that's how they got Utley and Howard, who were the favorites in 2010, and knocked him out. Making smart moves. Because they knew they were good. They didn't have to make... They didn't have huge ads. Terry got Verlander in 2017 Astros. Yeah, he got CC. get the Brewers in the playoffs in 20, uh, 2007. Right? Yeah, Cliff Lee twice. You got some moves where it's like, okay, it's a pushover. Cespedes, 2015. But that was an under 500 team. That team was garbage. That team was garbage to that point. They had a Sunday night game where it's Soup Campbell and, and John Mayberry Jr. hitting 3-4 in your lineup. That's the team he went to. You think they needed a big move. This Met team, did. they needed a left-handed reliever. The Mets screwed this up not getting one. I don't want to hear about well, the philosophies didn't match where we were. I don't want to hear about we had a trade from the future because you weren't trading Vientos or Mauricio or, or Alvarez or Beatty. If those are the guys you don't want to move, you weren't moving them to go get Andrew Chafin, all right? So it makes no sense. Not getting a lefty reliever should piss you off. It pisses me off. Doesn't make any sense. I like Givens. Does this mean they can't win? Does it mean McGill can't end up maybe as your pen arm and he gets to just use a two-pitch mix and throw harder and maybe he ends up bad? Who knows, right? Does it mean that they won't have it? Adovino's been good. They won't have enough. No. Does it mean they won't struggle? No. We have no idea. They should have gotten a left-handed reliever. They absolutely didn't do their job. And that's on ownership, Billy Epler, whoever was involved, for sure. But should you freak out and panic and go crazy because of that? And because when DeGrom got bubble-wrapped, they lost the game to the Nationals in the middle of a long season where they won seven in a row. They beat the Yankees. You asked them to beat twice. They got the offense back you said was dead. They got a 28-game over 500 record. They got a first-place spot. You said they were going to give up to the Braves. Austin Riley said they gave up to the Braves three weeks ago. You want to cry? Grow up. Get a grip. Seriously. Mets Twitter, most of you, root against the team. Go look at the tweets. They're dumb. Now, if you want to sit there and you want to tweet at me, and I don't even, I, honestly, I'm making fun of you. Understand that, okay? I'm laughing at you, and I think you're an idiot. If I don't respond to you, it's not because I'm afraid. Okay? It's because it's I'm afraid I'll be too honest and I'll hurt your feelings if you want my truth. That's my truth. I'm good with words. I'm afraid I'll hurt your feelings. And I say it's not worth it. I say it's not worth it. That's why I don't do it. I'm not, not afraid. You think I think it was wrong to say with eight hours to go, you should wait? No, you're an idiot if you don't understand that. Sorry. Welcome to reality. Go tell all 17 of your friends who yell at the Mets too and pretend they like them. And you guys can all get a circle and sing. Great. I'll give you a song. Who let the dogs out by the Baja men? Grow the hell up. Morons. Sorry. Oops. It's like you're rooting against your own team. It's, it's just, it, it's embarrassing. And I've said this before, and I, and I mean this. And look, I know a lot of great fans and a lot of great fan bases. I have said this before, and I mean this. The greatest fan base that I've known in sports or been around enough to see even what, and I'd be honest about like fans, cities I've lived in, or what are the New York Islander fans? Because here's the difference, right? Experience a lot of losing and a lot of stupidity over the years. We even had an owner that had seven dollars, right? And I'm a huge Met fan, but I have no problem admitting to you, I've always been way prouder to be an Islander fan. I'm just being honest with you. 
the fan base is, is a, it's a thousand times better. Sorry. That's just the truth. It's a thousand times better. You know why? Go look at what happens when the Islanders, and like you see me with the tongue-in-cheek videos with Goudreau. Go look at Islander fans joking about Lou Lamarillo sleeping. We're all mad. We, why haven't we gotten a winger? But there's like a sarcasm and a joy, and, and you're going to jump right back in and fill the building every day. Met fans cry and weep and go into their blankie. Grow up. I'm embarrassed to be a part of that fan base with some of you people. Get a grip. Seriously. You should. You are. You. Sh you are an embarrassment to this fan base. Sorry. Put that in a tweet and smoke it. They should have gotten a left-handed reliever. I don't know why they didn't. I have no idea. Does it mean they can't win the World Series? No. You think they've been good enough so far? They look pretty good to me. You don't have to make big moves if the team's playing well. Now, yeah, a lot of times it's a cop-out to say, hey, what about this guy returning? But Jacob DeGrom, pretty darn good. They could still change their mind and call up Alvarez and put him behind the plate. By the way, Wilson Contreras, I covered that postseason, was there, caught a game in Game 6 in the NLCS against Kyle Hendricks, one of the best-pitched games that we've seen in that series, and Contreras was a rookie call in that game behind the plate. Okay? It happens. Salvador Perez is a real young catcher with the Royals. It happens. Roberto Perez hadn't even been a starter. Jan Gomes was the starter. Then all of a sudden he was thrust into it, and boom, he's hitting home runs in the world. And I'm not comparing them as talents. I'm saying you can do it. You know, Buster Posey, this is now in the one-of-one one category, right? Small category. Buster Posey, hi, he and Bumgarner were rookies when they were doing it. And that's still an option. Of course, they're saying it's not an option now. They don't want to put pressure on it. What if they don't call them up? But they still can. Wake up. Grow up. You're pathetic. Sorry. Sorry. They should have had a left-hand reliever. Absolutely. But there's a trust level that's different for that franchise now when Billy Epler and Cohen and Sandy are there instead of anyone with the Wilpons. Sorry. You don't feel that way? Well, you're watching a di you're in a different spot than me. It's like I mentioned the Islanders. Now that Barry Trotz isn't there, I kind of lost the trust. I trusted him more than Lou. Nah, Barry will figure it out. I don't blame him for what happened a year ago. All of a sudden, this guy's you just trust. I know what they're going to do. You think the Braves fans trusted Alex Anthopoulos? He came through again, too, by the way. But he was once a guy who made too many deals, and I don't think he's that good. In Toronto, after he brought them to the playoffs, everybody loses and gains their luster and all of that. All right? Grow up. My goodness. You want to talk about a team that should be ticked off? The Chicago White Sox, do they even exist? Like, did you see Rick Hahn's comments? They don't even make any sense. They don't even make any sense. That ownership, the addiction to Tony La Russa, all this stuff that has gone on, and I go back to, I go back to Yermin Mercedes. I'm going right back to Yermin Mercedes. And that situation where you got Lance Lynn and every, every teammate being like, no, of course we defend the player. You got La Russa out there at a press conference two years ago, right when he got there, saying, this is only a couple months in, saying, uh, yeah, well, that's why I have an office and they have a, a, you know, a, a locker. Uh, bye, you just lost the team. Hi, that's real life, okay? You know how many players I know who hated the managers they play for? Now, they don't care as long as that guy knows what he's doing. Does Tony look like he still knows what he's doing to you? Does he? Then you could get upset. You got Buck Walter. Met fans are upset. Oh, he bunted in the seventh inning. Now, I don't know that I'm bunting with Tomas Nito in that spot. 
trying to create a rally? I don't. Not that Nito's been a great hitter, but he did lay down, by the way, a sack butt that helped you win a game. I believe it was against the Yankees like a week ago, right? That's okay. I, I don't know why he did that. Might you want me to get as angry as, as you'd get when he you know, didn't have a Cy Young candidate in Britain in there and left him out to dry and put Ubaldo Jimenez, of all people, in there? You want me to compare it with that? Because it's some game after a deadline you're upset about, so you're going to sit there and cry to mommy if you don't win? So he bunted? Now you want Buckler? You're going to yell at him? You should yell at yourself. You're an idiot. I'm not saying don't live in the moment, be upset about managerial decisions and GMs and all of that. But if you can't figure this out, you don't understand what it's like to feel a win. I covered that team in 2015, and every single day I said the same thing on radio. These fans in that second half, which was magical, they were a terrible team. All of a sudden, Seth Smith is carrying them, and thank you, Matt Williams, for putting Drew Storen out there every time against them. You got Daniel Murphy in the playoffs. Why do you think I dropped an F-bomb? I couldn't believe what the hell was happening. And you got people who didn't enjoy one minute of that. You know what? They waited for the Terry Collins, Matt Harvey. Why is Familia in a game where he's, you know, they're up six runs? And by the way, those are fair arguments. But you don't even enjoy it when you didn't have to argue. It's pathetic. Yell at yourself. You can tweet me whatever you want. I'm laughing at you, I promise. If I don't respond, it's because I don't want to hurt your feelings. You don't know who you're playing with. That's why I don't respond. Sorry. <laughs> a White Sox fan should be upset. White Sox fan should be... What? Now, look, Met fan, it's like you're dis disappointed. Fair. Angry? No. White Sox fan? Angry. What, what is this? I mean, what are we doing? You know, even the, the Twins, who I got on, and that was... Rightfully so. Go look at their track record. I hadn't done anything. And I'm not saying that Thad did it because I was saying anything. Clearly. But went out, okay. You're, we're making moves. You know, we add Lopez, we add Fulmer, we add Bailey. They, they, they really add depth to the pitching staff. Does that mean they're going to beat the Yankees in the playoffs? No. Did they have Juan Soto? No, they didn't. Did they add Castillo? They, but at least they did something. There's something to feel good about. Good for them for doing that. What the hell do the White Sox do? I'm, what in the world were they doing? I said this yesterday, but again, credit to Mike Rizzo. You get put in a spot, we never look at it this way, but you're a GM, and he don't want to get rid of Juan Soto, right? Think about the move. He don't want to get rid of Juan Soto. He doesn't. Mike didn't want to get rid of Dusty Baker going way back when. Then they made the right move with Davey. They pulled in Trey Turner and stole him. He made a lot of He's had to roll with the learner punches for years. But the job that he did yesterday in getting as much as he could in roping in the Dodgers, which I absolutely think was, I mean, you, it was a masterclass the way he did that to push A.J. Preller. People, they should do a 30 for 30 on that. Literally. It's not nationally, I'm looking at it being talked about nearly enough. How brilliant, if Mike ever saw it, that was brilliant. Kudos to you. Brilliant. It is brilliant business what he did. Using L.A. after last year with Scherzer. And that's all they did. I mean, the Dodgers didn't have... They, who, who's not going to be in on Soto? Hey, do you want Juan Soto? Is the answer no? It's like, hey, Ray, if somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes in Ghostbusters. There's no no, right? It, the answer is yes. But Masterclass, what he did. And I, I want to say this, speaking of Masterclass. I, I talked about it yesterday, but I'm going to use Twitter to take this full circle. Twitter... And social media, I have said for a long time, are a cesspool. I have bounced on and off 
And I always share stuff about myself. Always. I bounced on and off. I didn't do Instagram for a while. I jumped on it. Then I got kind of ticked off at it, deleted it, haven't had it since. Facebook was the one I kind of kept for family and, and other things. And as soon as, you know, people started, you know, trying to, like, you know, grandize themselves or personally attack me or somewhere in between, and I, I don't want to look at it anymore, I, I've been off it for I don't even know how many months now. I, and I liked it because I would use that for my kids and pick and Nope, can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's where, like, your actual friends are. Nothing against followers, right? You're not going to see me hunting down. I mean, I hate to, at the risk of sounding like an ass, I, I could have had 100,000 followers if I wanted to when I was sitting there on TV every day pushing out tweets. That's, I wasn't doing that. It's just not who I am, all right? I'll take your follows. Appreciate it. Like all the videos. This is I want. I want what we're doing together to be bigger, of course. And selfishly for me, yeah, of course. But I, I just, I, this is not who I am. It's, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, I look at social media and I normally think it is the example of everything bad with the world. Literally. Think about this and ponder this. How many things do we agree on on social media? All of us. We didn't know if we heard Laurel or whatever the other name was, right? We, you know, politically, religiously, you know, all, all these, these different ways in which we're, you know, derisive and we split each other up and we go against each other and all these different things, which are just terrible. They're terrible. You know, I, I always say, speaking of pride, and I was talking about this with somebody the other day, off the air, somebody here. I am so proud to be from New York. And it's, it's nothing against anywhere else. It's just... I am so proud that I grew up in a place where everybody is, not only, it's not accepting, I never like using that word, enjoys each other. Yeah, you got some people you don't want to ask for directions if they're in a bad mood. You got some bad apples in the big apple, of course. But I grew up, I never saw anybody different than anyone else. I came here, it's not that way where I live now. No. And I, I could give you stories I wouldn't even tell on the air that I knew that, and literally, before I even lived here. First conversation I ever had with a realtor here in a car I immediately remember texting my family and being like, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Because I lived in Boston and L.A. And they were kind of like the same. This was different. Even in a world of all of that, how many people have you ever seen that are universally admired, liked, loved, respected, and revered like Vin Scully? Go look at the reaction from everyone, every walk of life, every area of the country, every team's fan, even the snarkiest guy on Mets Twitter, I bet, was thanking Vince Scully. If there ever was, and, and some of the stories, and I've posted a few of them, you know, it just like some of the clips that are my favorites, if you go to my Twitter, um, there are some great ones. The, the Bumgarner one with the, the Jackrabbits and learning a lesson about fighting for survival, uh, the Johnny Gomes one with the wolf, uh, the, um, the snake and the jackrabbits for Bumgarner, the one with the bird poop with Mike Matheny, which is fantastic. These are great stories. Everybody loved Vince Scully. Everybody. He was the voice of not a generation or a sport. He was the voice for all of us when you wanted an escape, when you wanted to be soothed, when you wanted to learn, when you wanted to laugh. That's pretty special stuff right there.
Stay unfiltered. Get me at Casey Stern. We'll continue to do this along the way. I'll be putting out another couple of pods today, and I'll keep you posted on all that kind of stuff as we get going. I got another list coming up next week. We're going to get back into those. Hopefully, you've been enjoying those. There's a lot still to come, but uh, all, all the best to the Dodger family, baseball family, and, of course, Vin's family as um, we lost more than just a baseball guy in the great Vin Scully. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.